it just breaks my heart that for so many years I couldn't do that for you. Yeah. That you missed out on being heard and understood, that you didn't feel like I cared about you or your feelings. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, believe it or not, men have feelings too. Yes, we do. Let's talk about my feely feelings. Okie dokie. Okay. All right. Here we go. This might be a fun episode today because... I kind of, I actually kind of love this. Someone's calling us out on our crap. No. (laughs) Someone's calling us out on the feeling that the podcast might be um, more biased, leaning one way than the other. It's more biased towards husbands trying to learn how to understand the feelings and the needs of the wives. Yes. And we're not asking wives, well, this will be fun. It's your turn to think about my feelings, honey. This will be all about me. I Men like it. don't have feelings, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? No, that is so not the case. But, but and but what? But society Chicken puts butt. yeah. <laughs> society puts that that men yeah. shouldn't feel that yep, that they're they weak if they if they have feelings, yeah. and so uh, men don't often show that they have feelings, even though yeah. they do. Yes. Yes. But even in the podcast here, um, we have probably skewed towards the wives. We're going to totally admit that and own that Uh, in terms of the wives are the one who are getting hurt. The men's are the one, the men's. Yeah, this is good. I speak a good (laughs) English. Um, The men are the ones who need to understand the needs of their wives. The men are the ones who need to grow and mature. The men are the ones who have to put in more of the work to be a good, loving husband. And none of that is wrong. We stand by every episode of that. But we got an email from a husband who's feeling a little left out, and I'm guessing he's not the only one. Right. Where asking wives to put in the work to understand their husbands, not just their feelings, but also how they just approach life in general. Right. And and we don't want to leave men out of the, or sorry, we don't want to leave wives out of the equation in terms of having to do the hard work right. to understand and meet the needs of their spouse. Right. And and I think, too, that there are some men who truly are more sensitive, sure. have more feelings. Clearly. And, um, yeah. and so it's good to be reminded of that. And there are some women who are more logically, yes. cognitively wired. They just tend to be more reason-based rather than emotion-based. Yes, exactly. And so we could speak to those minority of the population out there, um, but you guys still listen. So we want you to be heard, husbands who would like to hear how their wives can start to do the work of meeting the needs of their husbands and living sacrificially. Yes. Rather than the husbands having to always keep sacrificing. Yes. So, okay, start sacrificing. Yes, start sacrificing. <laughs> Making me feel good. Making you feel good. I have, I, I will completely and 100% admit this, that that has been difficult for me in mm. our marriage over the years. Yeah. I had no idea how to 
understand you, understand that you had feelings. Yeah. I'm not saying that part of that is your fault. Yeah. But I think you didn't share your feelings with me a lot or show your feelings with me a lot Clearly. early in our marriage because you didn't want to hurt my feelings. True. Two-sided. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I didn't have the confidence to trust you that you knew how to hold my feelings. So I never gave you them. Right. But oftentimes when I did say that you disappointed me it did or you hurt, hurt my feelings. Yes, it just, it, it just racked me. It, I just I couldn't handle it. You I didn't know how. You were unable to move into an empathetic state yes. and you moved into your survival brain. Yes. For when sure. I am hurting and I've said you've hurt my feelings. You now get swamped by your own feelings. Yes. And I ended up having to comfort you. Yes. So. And and as a result, then you just stopped sharing those yeah. things with me. So I wasn't able to build up yeah. the resilience or yeah. practice that early in our marriage just because we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know how to do that or or what to do or and it became a really bad dysfunctional pattern for many years of our marriage yeah. we did not have a, a, a loving wonderful marriage the first 10 years of our relationship i mean we still liked each other but boy we were a, a train wreck at times yeah it was not good Would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one -on -one time with Paul and I? How about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the Secure Marriage Podcast to your own marriage? Better yet, how about doing all of that in a warm, sunny, stunningly beautiful part of the world? You're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in February, 2023. We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to Secure Marriage com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples. So don't delay. While on the crew, while on the crew, why can't I say that word? Cruise. While on the cruise, boy, cruise. cruise, time's running out and we only have space for How did you learn how to do that? How did you learn how to start paying attention or focusing on my needs. Not, not even just even feelings, but just wanting to meet my needs in certain ways. Do you remember when that shift happened? Do you remember if the sh if you want the shift still to happen? <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe it hasn't happened yet for you? Um, I can't think of any, maybe you have a specific. I have kind of a time frame in mind. Well, tell me what it is. Okay. Yeah, because there's oh, a few things that I think of, but I'm curious to know. Yeah. What for you was the shift? I'm trying to think of when it was. Um, it was probably around the 15 year mark. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm trying to picture where I was when I wrote the letter. And I think I can do the math. And it was probably around the 15 year mark where I was just drowning. Um, I was not being connected with, uh, you were missing all of my needs. You were in your survival brain for a large majority of your just functional day-to-day -day right. life. You didn't understand or react whenever I kind of put out an emotional bid yeah, to have I you connect with me. Those. And I was at work one day and I had 
started moving into a state of being incredibly resentful of you, incredibly accusatory internally in my head towards you. And I didn't want to be in that state. And so I risked something that was terrifying for me. And I wrote down all of these feelings. It was an accusatory letter. Honey, our marriage is not doing good right now. You are missing all these things. I am drowning. We're not connected. You've been hurting my feelings. You're only focused on yourself. I kind of laid all these out and it took me probably two days to write this letter because Mm -hmm. I edited it. I wanted it to be convey strong enough what I was feeling, but not be hurtful. Right. Even though I know the content was going to be hurtful. Of course. Of course. I I want to make sure the delivery wasn't hurtful. And I can remember how difficult that was for me to hand you that letter. And we didn't talk about it. I just said, I need you to read this letter. And then I walked out of the room and you received that letter well, you were crying. You didn't like to hear it, but you also didn't get defensive. You didn't get accusatory. You didn't lash out at me. You didn't spin it around and accuse me. You came back and you owned it. You said, yes, I can see how you feel all of these things. And that was the very beginning of, I think, me being seen and being mm-hmm. willing to say I have needs and feelings and please meet them. Right. And you going, oh my gosh, my husband has needs and feelings and right. I should probably do something to think about him and not just about myself. Right. Now, again, there were extenuating circumstances. You right. were probably... I was living in my survival brain. Massive survival brain. You'd come through a season of uh, clinical depression. Right. Uh, four small kids. You were in survival brain just trying to keep the kids alive. And I there was nothing left right. for me at all. I mean... I understand the circumstances and yet my feelings were right. I still had needs that were being completely Completely missed. Yeah, completely missed. I think for me, we didn't have the word survival brain at that time. No, but learning two things about myself, I think for me was where I started being able to make a shift. Yeah. Not that I was able to do anything about it, but to recognize Mm. was number one, learning that I'm a highly sensitive person yes. and, and I'm not just talking about, I'm super sensitive. I get my feelings hurt easily, easily. Yeah. A highly sensitive person is someone who gets overwhelmed by the world because of their senses. Yes. All the senses. All the senses. That was huge. Oh, that was heartbreaking for me. I hated that it. That was around the same time. Yeah. I hated discovering that about myself because it felt like a huge flaw and nothing that I could change. And I'm just stuck this way. Now it has huge benefits to being Mm -hmm. a highly sensitive person. Oh man. But, um, in that season and period of my life, Mm -hmm. it was the puzzle piece that finally that Mm. I was missing that fit in, that was kind of brought relief and a ton of anxiety and frustration and pain. Yeah. And, um, But it started to make sense why it was difficult for me to see you and understand you and hear your feelings and meet your needs because I was so overwhelmed by everything else going on around me. Yeah. So that was like the first thing. Yeah. And then understanding that that I was in survival brain all the time. And when you're in survival brain, I just couldn't hear you. No. And because I'm highly sensitive, my fuse to get to survival brain, very, very, very short. Yeah. And so um, so we did things that would help me 
so we talk about things when I wasn't feeling overwhelmed by yep. the world around me. Yep. You still you still had to make adjustments mm-hmm. so that I could be able to hear you. Yep. And I had to work very hard to say, okay, I'm feeling on the edge. Yeah. We need to stop for a second yep. so that I can still hear you. Yeah. Oh, so hard. So hard. And it just breaks my heart that for so many years. I couldn't do that for you. Yeah. That you missed out on being heard and understood. And that you didn't feel like I cared about you. Yeah. Or your feelings. I mean, it's still, I know that you've forgiven me for that. We have an amazing marriage. Yeah. But it still hurts when I look back on that and see how much that I didn't wasn't able to regardless. I mean, I could I could easily say I just wasn't capable of it. Yeah. And that and that's absolutely true. But it doesn't change the fact that it still hurt you. Still cost me something. It was it wasn't an intentional thing that I did. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it was intentional. I mean, okay, if it was intentional, that would be a hundred times worse. Yeah. But um, just because it's unintentional doesn't change the the fact that it caused great pain. Yeah, I'm And I'm so thankful that you didn't give up on me. Mm. And that somehow you were able to endure that. Mm. And the the biggest thing is that you have worked hard to redeem that for me. Hmm. What do you mean? Well, you've worked hard to help me understand myself and to be patient with me as I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> and to help me grow and learn and understand and when I don't do because I still I still miss your feelings at times I'll admit it it's this is this is a long process for me yeah Yeah. and you don't give up you just Mm. keep keep working to it it costs you it costs you to to be able to have your feelings understood And I'm so thankful that you don't just give up on that because I think a lot of men would. Yeah. There's something very special about you. Oh. Hey. I love you so much right now. (laughs) I love you so much right now. I think this just reinforces the one message of this podcast. Every episode has only one message. There's just different versions of it, which is you are not the enemy. I am not the enemy. Our survival brains are the enemy. 
when you get into your survival brain, it makes it hard to understand my needs. When I get into my survival brain, I end up hurting you. Learning how to address your own survival brain, learning how to understand the needs of other people. When two people do that, when a husband and a wife do that and try to outdo each other in that moment, then you have a secure marriage. Then you have a remarkable marriage. Then you create a model for your kids. Well, actually, you ruin your kids because (laughs) it makes it harder for them to find that out there later on. Right. Because this is definitely the exception, not the rule to most marriages right now. Most marriages, in fact, even marriage programs are how how to get the most so that you are fulfilled and how to make your spouse make you happy. Right. Instead of how to understand the needs of your husband or your wife, how to live sacrificially, how to meet those needs. And because of our stories, sometimes that's harder for individuals. Sometimes that's easier for individuals. Um, I am blessed to be married to you. Um, even though there have been seasons that have been hard, um, there are so many seasons that are filled with joy. I would not take any of it back. I would not change any of it. I would, I'm glad for the hard seasons because it makes us appreciate the really good seasons now. It does. It's probably why we take a lot of cruises, to be honest, <laughs> because we'll just go and enjoy each other rather than having to work on anything. Right. But I so appreciate your heart. I appreciate your tenderness right now, darling. Thanks. I mean... I know that that's not easy to to talk about that with a microphone in front of your face and to be seen in that way. But I'm also guessing there might be a few other uh, wives out there who are going, oh, maybe I've been missing something and how to meet the needs of my husband better. Right. And that's why we do this podcast. We put all of our, our stuff out there for other people to see and hear. Yeah. Hoping that they understand they're not alone in this. Yeah, for sure. And that if we can learn how to kind of navigate through this, then they can learn how to navigate through this. And it gives them hope. It gives them um, encouragement to keep going on. Yeah. Because it is worth fighting. Even though we still have bad days, it is still worth fighting to have a good marriage with you. Oh, for sure. I I look back at, at where we've been and we've never had a horrible marriage. No. We've never been on the brink of divorce. No. We'll just be honest there. Never. But there have been dry seasons. Yes. Very, very dry seasons where we haven't been connected. Yes. And, and I just look at where we are now and it is so sweet and it is Mm. so rich and we still have days where we fail. Yeah. But the good days far outweigh the bad days. Yeah. And the bad days typically don't even be days. No. Be days. Be days. Yeah, they're moments, they're hours, they're yes. mo- minutes. Yes, and and so, yeah, yeah. In those seasons that were hard, I would have never guessed or could never have even dreamed that we could be where we are now. Right. Yeah. And so, really. um, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to stand up and give you a great big hug and a kiss. I okay. can tell you that. I would like that. <laughs> and feeling, then I might cry some more. I'm feeling extra lovey towards you. What would you say to women who are in that survival mode, that survival brain because of legitimate circumstances in their lives and they know 
or they're now becoming aware that they're, they might be missing their husband? I would say, I know that this is really hard to believe, but it's, it is just a season. Hmm. It's true. And I just think about when I was in that season, what would I have wanted to hear? Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe this would be better that even though it's a hard season, you are loved, you're valuable and you're worth it. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. Okay. I think the tricky part is because when you're in that season of overwhelm, hearing anything is difficult. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that things are going to get better. And it's hard to believe that you're loved. It's just hard to believe any of that. But speaking on the other side, Mm. I have been there and I know how hard it is. But there is hope and it can change. What would you want them to do for their husbands, even in that season of emptiness? Again, I have one suggestion that wives can do. Right. But I want to hear from you first. I, I think probably, tell me if this is true or not, would it have been helpful for you if I had just said, first of all, just admitting out loud to you that, that I'm in this season that I don't, it's dark and I don't know what to do. That's perfect. And I am probably not giving you what you need. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. You're dead on. That doesn't fix anything, but just the acknowledgement that you recognize I have needs. You recognize yeah. you're not in a, in a state to be able to meet those needs, but you would like to meet those needs. That, that goes miles and miles and yeah. miles. That is a, an incredibly important first step to do. Then it's the husband's job once again to, be understanding of the situation, the actual situation and see what he can do to help you get through this hard season of whatever it is. He still has to give, but, but acknowledging that is absolutely critical. That would have been huge to, to hear in the moment. Yeah. And now other people can do that for their spouses. Right. Wives can do that for the husband. And I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have understood how much that would have meant. Yeah. I think the hard part for me would have been getting past my own fears of, I guess I don't like to make mistakes or look like I've done something wrong. Defensiveness, yes. Yes. And so admitting that out loud means that there's a huge, instead of me admitting that to you and realizing it's because everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Everybody does that. For me, it would have felt like a character flaw. Yes. Instead of just everybody does stupid stuff. Everybody misses things. Everybody has their own things. For me, it would have, I would have felt like it was a character flaw, something deep inside of me. And so, yeah, that would have been difficult to do. Yeah. Honey, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate hearing that you would have liked to have done better, that you recognize the impact it had on me. I feel heard. I feel validated. I feel understood. I also know we move on and I heal. I'm not wounded by this. I am okay. We're going to live in the present right here and say we're doing good now. It was hard back then, but right now we're doing great. I don't hold it against you. I don't hold this against you. Thanks. You don't have to make up for it. 
Okay. That's the practical version of forgiveness. Yes. You don't owe me anything. And, and I don't feel like I do. Yes. Which yeah. is just lovely because I don't carry... I don't carry the weight of that. Yeah. I don't walk around every day feeling horrible about, Good. you know, how I miss something early in our marriage. Yeah. For the individuals who are listening to this, again, whether it's the husbands who are going, yes, it's finally nice to hear one podcast out of 150 talking about my feelings. Thanks so much, guys, for finally catching up. Or for the wives who are going, oh my gosh, I might be missing my husband. He might actually have needs and I've been so focused on my own stuff. Maybe I've been missing out on him. It's not too late. I want you to hear that awareness is the very first thing, yes. calling out the elephant in the room, yes. being talking about the process as well as the problem, being able to just articulate it. I mean, imagine how good it's going to be if you can just go to your husband and say, I listened to a podcast from these two people and man, here's something I need to just tell you. And I'm so glad I heard it now and not 10 yes. years from now. Yes. And I want to start doing better at this. So let's see how he responds. Hopefully he responds healthily and appropriately and, and kindly to that. And now you both get to try to learn how to understand where your spouse is at, yeah. be compassionate and understanding, empathetic. And after 30 years of marriage, like you and I have, we can easily say that we are better human beings because of the input you've had on my life and the input I've had on your life. Yes, for sure. In another 30 years, when we're rolling over 60 years here, imagine how sweet it's going to be then if it's already this good now. Yeah. I mean, we just get to look forward to wonderful things moving forward here. Um, we want people, dear listeners, you're the people we're talking about. We want you guys to, to, no matter where you're at in the marriage, no matter how long you've been married, early, late, middle, no matter what stage you're in, to say, it's, I can start working on the marriage and I can start making it good now so that it just gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Yeah. We're going to just go enjoy some of that sweetness in just a minute here as soon as we hit stop <laughs> on the on the recorder here and give each other a big hug and a kiss and just enjoy this moment. We hope this is encouraging. We hope you find it helpful. Um, if you want some tools and resources, securemarriage.com is the place to go. We have courses to kind of learn some of these things. Take some of the courses. Make the investments now to learn how to do this. If you have specific questions, again, this came from an actual email someone sent to us. Yeah asking to get clarification on this. So if you have a situation that you would like some very, very specific help in, email shannon at securemarriage.com or paul at securemarriage.com. And we'll be glad to um, make a podcast yeah. episode about it if it's appropriate. Yep. So anyway, we appreciate all seven of you listeners out there. We are glad that you keep writing in and, and yeah. listening. Um, feel free to share it with your friends. Um, tell other people about it because the more marriages we help the better we can make the world yeah okay i love you honey love you too thanks for listening everyone all righty we'll see you later <laughs> bye-bye goodbye